An inspiring and inspired woman once asked the very valid question which went something like this. Why is there reluctance among followers of Jesus to pray? That's an intriguing question. Today on Ministry in Motion, we're going to discover the transforming power of prayer. Our topic is making prayer central. Our guests, Anita and Randy Roberts from Loma Linda University Church. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. So why is it that prayer is like the last resort? <laughs> Probably because we want to do things our own way. So true. We think we can handle it ourselves. We think we can have it all figured out. And we set our plans in motion and our lists and our committees or whatever we need to do. And then we ask for a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. You know, when I was a kid, I can remember hearing this story. These people bought a washing machine. Mm -hmm. And I think it might have been an Australian company. <laughs> and on the, on the instructions, last resort, when all else fails, read the instructions. <laughs> and like, exactly. This is almost how we treat prayer, isn't it? Absolutely. I think what Anita said, that is the tendency in many church settings, probably in many settings, but it's to do everything we possibly can. And then at the end, just kind of say, well, God, maybe you ought to be a part of this too. So what's, what's the alternative? Hmm. Well, the alternative would be to do what God asks us to do, to come to Him in prayer, to seek His will, to seek His ways. And it's so hard for us to come without an agenda. We, we're so inclined to do that. And of course, there's nothing wrong with planning, but I think that if we come to Him first, um, we come in agreement, we come as a church or as a people or as a family, seeking his will. You know, there's so much in scripture that tells us to do that. Yeah. Jesus did that every day. Yeah, particularly as a church, isn't that right, Randy? Correct, yeah, I think so. I think as a church, we need to come to whatever task it is that is ahead of us with the assumption that God is already at work. God is already okay. active. The spirit is there before we got there. Our task then is to come on board praying for the discernment to see where God is active, to understand what God is doing, and to have the strength, the insight, and the power to join God in the work that is already happening, rather than feeling like we showed up, got things ready, and then invited God to join in on it. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful thought. <laughs> like, this is not something we're making or constructing Correct. for the first time. Correct. This, this is not the first ark that's being built. And we as, as Adventists, Anita and I are, are serving a Seventh-day Adventist congregation, we ought to especially be aware of that because of our interest in the first part of Genesis, where the rhythm of creation was there was evening and there was morning the first day, evening, morning the second day, evening and morning the third day. Eugene Peterson points out it always begins with God's work and our rest. And then we awaken to join God in what He's already doing. Our interest in that should capture that rhythm of creation so that when we wake up in the morning, we say, okay, God, we want to join you. 
but we want to understand how to join you and where you're at work, and that's where prayer comes in. Wow. Wow, that's a lovely thought. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's come mm. to the how-to in this. Mm-hmm. What, what does this look like in a local church? How do we change things from the, the pattern of reluctance to the awareness and the, the importance and the significance and the transforming power of prayer? Right. I'll say one thing that I'll ask Anita to comment because she leads our prayer ministry at our church. I think a lot of it has to do with leadership. If leadership's posture is first to kneel and then to stand to work, then those who are volunteers, those who are in the pews, they soon begin to understand how important that is. Mm. And you're part of that, Anita, very much so. Yes, I've had the privilege of participating in our church and that ministry. And I agree with Randy, the more I think we make that our first um, go-to, I think that people begin to realize the importance of it. And not only as a church, but you know, first it has to be a personal thing. And um, so much of prayer, you know, it's like, oh, is it a big meeting? Is it a lot of people? And it's just a personal thing. It's part of the personal walk of individuals that then come together to pray for the church. And I find that to have um, a, a power in and of itself to change the church, mm. to change the, the fabric of, of what we do as a church, believing that through prayer, God can, can truly speak to us can truly lead and guide when we submit. Yeah. You know, just yesterday I was reading, and the author was extolling the virtues of of public prayer Mm. and the importance of, you know, families praying together. Mm. But what she really emphasized was the importance of secret prayer, Mm. Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. there's there's no prying, curious ears to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's just that time where we pray with God. Absolutely. It's where we develop our own personal relationship. A failure to do that, I, I think one of the funny stories of Scripture is found in Acts when, when these people think, well, we're going to do what Paul's doing. We're going to cast out these demons. <laughs> so they go try. And the response from the demons is, well, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I have any idea who you are. You yeah. know? That ought to say something to us about that personal, enduring relationship where we know God and God knows us, Mm. often developed through prayer. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one thing I'm really wanting to to talk with you more about is the the reality of prayer is more than just answers. Mm. At at times, the answers can be, you know, our our motive for prayer. Right. So I want to come back and, and discuss with you that important element, yes. more than answers. Yes. Yeah. And I think with, I'm sorry. No, you go for it. Sorry. Um, I think when we talk about prayer ministry in the church, um, I think people automatically assume, okay, so that's going to be the main purpose of this, to gather, to get answers, to specifically ask for something and receive that. And, and there is, I think, a misunderstanding in that. So the answer is bigger than the answer. Much, much (laughs) more so. All right. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is making prayer central. And our guests, Anita and Randy Roberts from Loma Linda University Church. Now, it's not just about the answers. Hmm. So, you know, I was reading just some quotes recently about prayer. And Adam Clark wrote this a couple of hundred years ago, that it's more about the heart than the tongue. Mm. And to I me, that, that says a lot about... Absolutely. You know, answers are important. Right. But they're not everything. Right. In fact, I came to years in a period of time when the focus in terms of prayer was on getting answers. There were books written on it, seminars held on it, sermons preached on it. There were formulas developed for it. And I say this... It's with, frightening, uh, isn't it, when you think about it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You do these certain steps, and this will be the result. That permeated the atmosphere in terms of prayer and prayer ministries in a local church. And so as I grew up, that was my primary focus. If I'm going to pray, then I'm praying in order to get answers. And Anita, as you say, sometimes people think that's prayer ministries in the church as well. Yes. Um, it is, we consider it a, pr a privilege to pray for people. And it is also a huge responsibility to try to walk with them in that journey. Some of them come from, you know, Sabbath to Sabbath to the prayer room, struggling with their own needs, their own issues, and to help them understand that, you know, we're walking with them, we're praying with them, and we're submitting to the will of God. We're willing to walk that journey with them, but ultimately it's, it's up to the will of God. And that's very difficult because people think, you know, if I pray, He will give me. I mean, I can think of passage in Scripture that says, you know, ask me and you will receive. Yeah. And you don't have because you do not ask. But what all does that mean? What is it that we're asking for the will of God for, or for our own will? Yeah. Well, the Lord's Prayer comes to mind, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. When you're thinking about the Lord, you know, the, the, the will. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. I'll have to say, Anthony, that there was an awakening in my own heart and life quite a few years ago now with reference to prayer and coming to the understanding that the primary emphasis and focus in prayer is one, relational, and two, submission. So when I'm praying, it is about developing a deeper connection with God, allowing God to pour His Spirit into my heart and life, to develop me as a person, so that that's first and foremost in prayer. And then secondly, Prayer is about bringing me into alignment with God's purposes rather than be bringing God into alignment with mine. That was an about face. It was a very different view of prayer, at least it was for me. But I think it's much more biblical. It's much more real. So that now the prayer needs to be primarily, Lord, where do you want me? What do you want from me? Guide me into your purposes. Now, clearly, the Bible talks about prayer getting answered and about God responding to our needs. So neither the Bible and certainly not I wants to disparage that. I'm just saying if our main purpose is to get something from somebody, that's like a child and a parent that can be fairly immature. Mm. Give me, give me, give me. Mm. A more mature, robust perspective is I do have some needs and here they are but I also want to be within your will, so yeah. guide me in those steps. That there is a balance there because yes. when, when we think of the actual meaning of prayer, it's, it comes from the same English word as petition 
or, or mm. request, mm -hmm. which, which is making our request. Sure. God doesn't want to be a far off, Correct. you know, insensitive, aloof being. Right. And we, we are instructed to pray for the daily bread. Mm -hmm. But we live on more than just bread. Yeah. Yeah. And we look at examples in the scripture, you know, the Old Testament. I can think of the prayer of Daniel, for example, in chapter 9. He comes to the Lord just pleading and he comes in repentance, confessing, mm. submitting. You know, you, you look at the New Testament, look through the Gospels, Jesus over and over and over again. He goes to the Father, submitting to the will of the Father. Now, to me, that's just when I think of that, it's, it's just an awe-striking idea that he had the power. He was God himself and surrendered all that. And every day he submitted himself to the will of his Father yeah. in prayer. Yeah. And three times a day. There was that right. discipline once again. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a perpetual experience for him. Yeah. Designated That's time right. even. Yeah. So, but I'm intrigued by the importance of humility in prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's coming to God with that humbleness and realizing this, this is the God of the universe, mm -hmm. the, the maker, the creator. And, you know, I've attempted at times to set up appointments with some very important people. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be one frustrating journey. Right. But here we are with this opportunity to commune with the maker, the God of the universe. Wow. It's stunning, isn't it? It is. It is. And yet, I love the, the, the little line out of a little book called Steps to Christ, written by Ellen White. It says, prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. So even in the context of the God of the universe, still there's that intimate side it just says, God, here's what's in my heart. Exactly. Yeah. Here's what's on my mind. And so God's not, interest, not just interested in individuals. Mm -hmm. He has a love for his church. Mm -hmm. right. And what I really want to do is, is come on to the importance of transformative prayer in a local congregation. Mm. And I'd like to discuss that with you mm -hmm. right after this break. We'll be right back with more ministry in motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is making prayer central and our guests, Randy and Anita Roberts from Loma Linda University Church. Now, I'm intrigued just on the transformative power of prayer. Mm -hmm. How can a prayer ministry transform a local congregation? Let me dive into that first just by saying that as we started on this journey, it took me a little while to understand how a prayer ministry could be integrated deeply into the life of a congregation. But conversations with Anita, other people in our congregation for whom prayer is deeply important, reading and understanding the way others are doing it was really a change agent in my own thinking and my own experience of that. And so we've made our prayer ministry uh, an important part of what happens at our church, trying to integrate it in different ways into our congregation. Anita can elaborate some on some of these pieces because some of them have been really important for what happens 
overall at Loma Linda University Church. Tell us, Anita, what does it look like? Well, the first thing I would say is like, you know, people that have a burden of prayer can be identified. Mm-hmm. And they really do have a passion. It can be one or two or three. And so, so I could see that in our congregation. And in um, talking with Randy, like he said, he's like, we really want to, uh, you know, grow this. And so it's a calling that people have in their hearts. They really do. And so it wasn't, you know, we're going to begin a huge prayer meeting where we would have hundreds of people coming. We're a large congregation. So it's more encouraging people to meet in their settings. And so we have prayer meetings almost every night. Wow. And we have telecom- two teleconferences every week in the morning. So you know, providing opportunities so people can gather together and pray. Some of them do some reading and then praying through the spirit of prophecy or other books. Others do singing and sharing, you know, the different venues. But the main reason is there to pray. We have times where we pray specifically for every pastor on Monday mornings with their spouse and their children by name and they can turn in their requests. And of course, pastors are very private and we respect that very much. Um, Then we pray on Fridays for everything that is happening the next day for the worship services, for people that are being baptized and maybe that are being dedicated. So we just feel like we come alongside in a quiet way to just support the church and to provide that ministry. And then we get many prayer requests from people that also come in the cards or through the website. So it is just a, it is just that, you know, that ministry that supports the church through every ministry, through the elders, through the deacons, through the different ministries, youth and young adults, we connect with all of them. Wow, you're, you're describing there a, a church that's literally bathed in prayer. That's our hope and our prayer. I'll say for the pastoral staff, Tuesday is our really our meeting day. That's when we have all kinds of meetings that happen. So we start out in the morning, there's an administrative meeting, and then at, at 8.30 we have a staff worship, and that includes everybody, not just the pastors, but the support staff, maintenance staff, media, all the rest. Following that, our pastors, our pastoral staff goes into the sanctuary and spends about a half hour with the lights very dim, and we just scatter throughout the whole sanctuary, about a half hour just in personal, private time before God, specifically about church-related matters. And then we gather down at the front of the sanctuary. We usually sing a song or two, and then we just say, you know, what, what's on your heart? What are you hearing? What's necessary? What do we need to be praying and thinking about? And then we close that off with prayer together and then we go into our main pastoral staff meeting. So we've attempted to make the prayer element in our pastoral staff primary time for both private prayer, principally about the congregation, but also then time for communal prayer as a staff to lead us and to guide us in the ways that God wants us to move. Mm. So Anita, in your church, if somebody wants to be involved in this prayer ministry, Mm-hmm. How do they sign up? How do they get involved? Well, that's very easy. They fill out a card um, or they can do it also online. Mm-hmm. And we have a person that takes all that and communicates with us and lets us know that someone is interested. Right. And then, you know, that's how we communicate. And we have different ways. People can be involved just online 
or they can come certain nights of the week or they can be Sabbath morning. We have volunteers that are in the prayer room throughout the different services available there to pray with anyone. And we may have one or two people that come. We have many, especially if the pastors mentioned something from the pulpit, we have more. And then after the worship services, we're also there available to pray with people. Right, okay. And so it's an amazing thing because, you know, you pray and you see like you were talking about answers, you see different things that happen. People sometimes um, are healed, and other times, you know, their loved ones die, but they come back to tell us mm. and to say thank you because you walked with me, you prayed with me. Yeah, yeah. To elaborate on one thing Anita was saying, on different, in different series, this will be more emphasized maybe than certain others, but right now I'm in a series of sermons where at the end of each service I say something about what has happened in this topic may have touched you, moved you, maybe the Spirit is calling you to a deeper connection. Our prayer ministry volunteers are available. They would love to meet with you. Our prayer team would to pray with you. And so we try to encourage people to go to the prayer room, to go to the prayer areas where prayer ministry team members can pray with them. And what would you say to somebody who would like to see prayer more central in their church? Where, where would you say they should start? You know what, I'm gonna jump in on that because I think it really starts with the pastor yeah. or the senior pastor. Yes. Okay. I, I literally have said, when people have asked, I've said that. You know, people chuckle because of course I'm married, Wendy, I said first and foremost, Pray for your pastor and then go talk to your pastor mm. because it has to be a partnership with prayer ministries and the pastor. It really has to be. It's not something that you just kind of take off. You can be praying for the church, but then when you work in conjunction with the pastoral staff, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And Randy, what, what do you say to a pastor who has a well-meaning church member come to them <laughs> and says, I want to start a big ministry in the church? <laughs> and the pastor's thinking, well, yes, what, what yes. would you say to a pastor that's... I think the first thing, and I want to say this carefully, but it is important, is you need to make certain that the people that are drawing around this individual or the emphasis that they're wanting to have comes from a healthy place, from a, a Christ-centered, Bible-based, healthy person or group of people that want to be supportive of the mission and the trajectory of the church. I think that's extremely important. Sometimes in any congregation, you will get people who have one particular drum to beat or one ax to grind or one agenda item, and they're trying to use some method, in this case maybe prayer ministries, to strong arm people in that direction. I think the word Anita used earlier, the word submission is really important. Somebody who comes and says, I want to be supportive of the mission of this church. I want to be submissive to the Spirit of God. This is really important to me. Can you help guide us in how we could support where we're going and excited to see what God might do? Mm. I think that's the approach to take. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're almost out of time, but I've got one last important question. Mm -hmm. What can one person do? Mm. <laughs> you know, Scripture is filled with stories of people, one person that made a difference. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing one person can do is make it a deep, sustained matter of personal prayer for his or her congregation, for his or her pastor, Lord, open doors as you see fit to open them, that this can make a greater difference in the church. Yes. Mm. I've had the privilege of 
talking to people sometimes that have been members of our church for decades. And they have said, you know, Anita, I have prayed for our church for 30 years, for 40 years. So, of course, one person can absolutely make a difference. Make yeah. it, yes. I just want to thank you, Anita, Randy. Thank you Very so much. much for coming on to Ministry in Motion. And thank you for your ministries and what you're doing and that emphasis of prayer. Thank you. We're thrilled that you joined us for today's program. There are seven things that we can take away from today's program. First of all, we tend to make prayer the last resort because deep down, we'd prefer our own way. There's something we can learn from that. The second point was prayer helps us tune into what God is doing and invites us to participate with him. Our third point was local church leaders are instrumental in changing a church's reluctance towards prayer, especially the pastoral team. The fourth point that we discovered was prayer is not just about getting answers from God, but also about communion with him. The fifth point was, prayer should not only be during a public worship event, but saturate every ministry of the church. The sixth point was, multiple opportunities for prayer will engage more people and unleash God's power in the church. And our final point was, just one person with a consistent prayer experience can make a tremendous difference. And that person could be you. Thanks so much once again. You're welcome not only to watch Ministry in Motion here on the Hope Channel, but also on our website, ministryinmotion.tv. There, there's an array of resources as well as all the programs we've produced. But until next time, may God bless you.